0: Verses 20 and 21 is my emphasis, and uh, as I was reading, I wanted to take note of verse 3 and 4, where it points out part of the verse, earnestly contend for the faith, and in verse 4, those who turn the grace of our God into lasciviousness. That last part is more something that's kind of, is close to me, having looked my past of uh, falling into, I would call that delusion of easy believism, that once you're saved, how you live doesn't affect your future and so forth, and how it led to many wasted years. And even now, there's things about it that stay, that keep you from halting, if you will, to serve the Lord with the full heart, just for, Ingrained, long ingrained habits and other things that affect you. So just to encourage us in that aspect, it's kind of a, a by the way, I guess I've brought it up before, but anyway, it's something that I think it's all of us should, uh, particularly to pass on to the younger believers not to be foolish in that way. But anyway, the uh, the verses to highlight something that I was bringing up along that idea that it's... Not sufficient for us just to believe and only begin the Christian life, but it's ex- expected and it is also imperative that we go on to perfection and to m- in maturity. And verses that I pulled up that uh, the Bible showing that, and besides this, this sorry, this is verse <coughs> chapter one of Second Peter, verses five to nine, and besides this giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar, and hath forgotten that he hath that he was purged from his old sins. So again, here you can see the emphasis that it's not just as sufficient as we might, as the easy believers would teach, that as long as we've accepted the Lord, we're good. But it talks about the responsibility for us to go on to be consecrated is what I often think of that, verses that refer to that. That it's good for us to be consecrated unto the Lord. It means a whole life given to God, not just if you will, the beginning or of an entrance of a door per se. In another verse in James 2, 14, What doth a prophet, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and hath not works? Can faith save him? And verse 17 of the same chapter, James 2, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Now, I know that brings up troubling aspects of some people who wonder well aren't we saved by faith alone yes we are saved by faith that's salvation if you will entering into the kingdom of God but that we are not if you will are ones to presume on God's foreknowledge though he gives us as friends the insight that things are settled before the creation we are not ones who can read that book of life and it is more safe and prudent for us to walk as if we don't know until the end, so that we not relax and slack off and work as hard as we can, <clears throat> and that's where the difference is. this save is to show uh, sorry, this faith that James is talking about is for us to be get confidence when we see the fruit of the spirit in us, that we are led by the spirit, and the confidence is not so much on having done something at one point. But if we, as it says, try, um, trying to think of that. See, if you're be in the faith verse, I was trying to go by memory, but couldn't remember it. But the Bible does te- teach us that we should examine ourselves, whether we be in the faith. And that's another idea along that way. Not so much that we're saved by the works, but that there should be a troubling and we should ask questions if we don't see the work of God through us. <clears throat> That going along with our faiths that we would consider at the beginning our saving faith, anyway, Ephesians, uh, the last verse along this line, Ephesians two verse ten, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So again, there you could see that we are created not just to be saved and saved from hell, but unto good works. So to go on, to be consecrated for that, for God's glory. Anyway, the text that I was really focusing on, I, again, that last or verses I just referred to is more of a side issue, something that's near to my heart. We're having regrets, looking back, wishing. You always could wish you knew what you knew now and hope to do better if you could start over, but that is not the case. But Anyway, I pass that on for... Others' sake for that reason. The text is from Jude, verse 20 and 21. But ye, verse 20, but ye, beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Here, the building is on a foundation of sound faith, true faith, the faith that comes, uh, that's according to the Word of God. And it's I believe it's important that it is with sincere and upright heart, not as we've read earlier, or I read in verse uh, five of uh, sorry, verse five of our passage. This spoke of the people who, having been saved out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroy, God destroyed them that believed not. So that is imperative again for us to go on building from on the salvation with a sincere heart. That's the part, the word I was hoping to emphasize, that, again, we're not saved by ourselves, but we must be honest with ourselves and before God, more importantly, to walk by faith and obedience. I guess it's the words I should be emphasizing. It's an idea that obedience is to go along and never be separated. Uh, the responsibility, I guess, is another word you could use, separate it from faith in God. That if we're truly faithful, we should obey Abraham, being a good example of that. And another uh, emphasis uh, or uh, point of verse twenty of the text that I want to highlight: building. It talks about being active. It says that we are to build, build, keep. Uh, sorry, build yourself. Keep yourself rather. Uh, missing myself having many pages anyway. It says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. So, that idea that is active is what I want to emphasize that we're supposed to progress and not stay the same, to grow, to, continue, to progress continually. And another point on that verse emphasis is determined. We're to be determined that we're to build with good things in our lives, things that are fruitful and will be to God's honor and glory, and it will be pleasing to Him. Remembering the verses where it says, I think it was Paul that says we're not to build uh, with wood, stay, uh, wood, hay, and stubble, but with gold, silver, and precious stones, things that last. Just like the idea of storing up treasures in heaven. Of things that last, not for things of the earth, but of winning souls and bearing fruit for God. Things of eternity, things that bring praise to God's name and glory. And the uh, last part of the last note on that verse 20, it says to be ever praying, quote, in the Holy Spirit. So it to be uh, clear that it's not by our mere strength, but we're dependent on God's leading. And that, again, is very important that we have the right obedience and the right walk that we can have the Holy Spirit, his influence, even according to his word, working in us so that we would have strong and proper faith and be fervent. And also we're encouraged even by this. And despite this, if you want to say, humanly speaking, we're told to have that importunity to always be uh, diligent in prayer, even when things aren't answered. A quote here from Matthew Henry I thought was good. Uh, Prayer is the nurse of faith. The way to build up ourselves in our most holy faith is to continue instant in prayer. And that's one thing I... That was good. Particularly, thinking of our meetings, uh, meeting daily for prayer, that it encourages us. Uh, the idea that faith, or rather, prayer, we cannot be in the wrong, as we always humble ourselves and come to the Lord in prayer, no matter where we are. In verse twenty-one, a few points to that it says, "Keeping yourselves in the love of God, look for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life." And to highlight the point, or to emphasize the point I wanted to highlight, keeping ourselves, it suggests a command that we're to keep, we're to do. And what is it we're to do? Well, here we're to obey God's commands so that we could love Him. As it says here, keeping yourselves in the love of God. And verses that show that the way to do that is love, or the way to love God is to obey his commandments is uh, clearly showed in John fourteen twenty one, And it says, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved by, of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. And the next chapter in John fifteen ten, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandment and uh, abide in his love. So there we can see that are keeping ourselves in the love of God, as it says in James 21. And then looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ is that hope, that faith, that obeying him, he will in the end I'm not disappoint. So that's what I have for today. I just had a sentence that I jotted down for a summation of everything, maybe more relevant since reading this seems to be. Not so smooth as my practice, but anyway, it says uh, I have a summation sentence. It says, It is our responsibility to be endeavoring in building up and edifying of ourselves and the body of Christ in the love of God by faith and through prayer in the Holy Spirit. Thank you.